Hello, darlings. Bunny Galore here, the queen of the cult movies. And welcome. You are checking in to the Horror Motel. And I am here, as always, with my glamorous, gorgeous, incomparable... Good. I like, I I like all those words. You feel that was say next. <laughs> it's Alison June Smith. <laughs> we literally are going to have to write out a list of verbs and adjectives to describe each other because we are running out of. You know, eventually we'll be like they're very, they're very strong. They are, yeah, uh, uh, ah. very, yeah, yeah. But no, delighted to be here with you again, as always, Bunny, in our in our horror motel. And thank you all for joining us again. Renovations constantly happening, changes constantly <laughs> ah. occurring in this hotel, um, motel. And and we're delighted that that you're with us for for everything that goes on, for everything that goes on. Yeah, Take and in it. fact. Big change this week mm-hmm. and new exciting things, if I may. Do you mind, Bunny? If oh, I go ahead with exciting news, Alison. Yeah, yeah. We have decided to pay for the renovations uh, within the hotel <laughs> uh, and developments uh, with the podcast as well. Uh, listen, everyone, we have finally set ourselves up a Patreon. Uh, so those of you who are listening and have felt like, God, I, I want to involve myself more with them. How can I how can I help this grow? Well, it is your chance now uh, to join us and become a Patreon uh, for the low, low cost of three pounds a month. That's right, three pounds a is month. Is that all? Oh, my goodness, That's that is it. a bargain, Alison, an That's absolute bargain. It. <laughs> for three pounds a month, you get to support us, uh, encourage the growth of the hotel, and help us, let's be honest, help us to give you more content, uh, help us to bring you uh, even more uh, higher-end quality, better better content, more content. Um, and if you become a patron, what is exciting is we are going to start to take Patreon suggestions on films to check into the hotel. So if you have been listening, and I know we've had a couple of people write in and be like, oh, could you do this one? Could you do that one? Mm-hmm. Well, my friends, you join us in our Patreon family, and uh, we will happily discuss all of your movie choices. We might actually do some other fun things for Patreons as well. Maybe one night we should do like a watch along with us or something like that. Wouldn't that Ooh, be Oh, that's a great some idea. Sort of- yes. Oh, that appeals yeah, to my, yeah. my so, uh, horror host heart. That really does. Yes, I love it. Well, you know, I love hosting movies. I, so yeah, I, I would thought love to it do would. That. I thought mm-hmm. it would. Oh, maybe we could even. Uh, uh, look at me. I'm. I'm getting all excited. I'm like, I could come to London. We could do it together. We could actually <gasps> Stop, look. Yes. Lots of things that could uh, occur. But we just want to invite you to become one of our patrons. Um, it's at patreoncom slash forward slash horror motel. Um, but that link and everything will be in the description. Uh, we'll put it on all of our socials. So uh, we just wanted to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in the hotel personally and become one of the family, if you will. Exactly. And as a bonus, you will also get video content of all the oh, podcasts God. that we've already done. So if you want to see us looking a bit ropey, uh, well, me looking a bit ropey and Alison looking gorgeous, uh, I've actually opened the, the, fl- the flaps behind me to, to display some uh, DVD content uh, behind me. So uh, you can see what's on the shelves behind me and uh, all the little my knickknacks. Have a look at my knickknacks on the video content. You can see. Uh, uh, but just so you know, that is, that is not... A euphemism for anything inappropriate. Uh. <laughs> yes, because that would be that would be six pounds at least if it was it was inappropriate. That's at content. least six pounds. <laughs> That'll be a higher range Patreon that we uh, we set up later on. Uh, I do my hair for every episode, mm. uh, so I've been, I've been doing my and changing my shirt. 
Uh, so you'll get to see a variety of shirts that, I'm not going to lie, they don't fit me on the bottom half, but they look great <laughs> on the top half, everyone. That's why I wear them on this. So, well, that's so, so come, funny because I'm definitely yeah. more of a top so uh, than a bottom. So there we go. <laughs> Who knew we were both tops, Alison? <laughs> we're both tops. <laughs> Find out more by joining Patreon. No, no, don't. Well, you can Uh, can kind of see what's behind me as well. If you're watching the video version now, you'll be able to see what's behind me. And um, Alison was admiring my Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, box uh, DVDs, which is so weird, isn't it? Because when Buffy was out, it was was before streaming. So if you wanted to really watch something, particularly binge watch it, you'd have to buy the VHS or the DVD box sets. Uh, And... It took so much effort. Those the, the original, if you if you are a Buffy fan, you'll know the ones I'm talking about. They're, they're kind of the book versions. They're they're in a book and then they're in a slipcase. They're all, they're very quite you know sturdy things, um, but they're about eighty five pounds at the time. This is what nearly twenty years ago now. So it's amazing how many things we had to do before streaming came along. And I've realised lately because there's quite a few shows I missed. Things like Gilmore Girls, and I know this is not horror um, content I'm talking about here, but Gilmore Girls, Veronica Mars, which is like Buffy but without monsters, I missed the first time round uh, because you just couldn't really see it. You could catch the odd episodes if you had Sky, perhaps, but it's taken like till now to until the revival of Gilmore Girls in 2016 for me to watch the show, and I've uh, this will become important later on because there's a particular star in the movie we're going to be talking about today that's in Gilmore Girls. Um, that I've I've now watched about five times round, but uh, and the same with Veronica Mars. It's like it's funny, isn't it? Was there anything you discovered later, Alison, that compared to like there was Charmed and all those sort of shows? I think unless you were very lucky, we take streaming for granted now a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we do. No, I can't think of it. But you know what? I, you know what? I would love to own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to own. I don't know if it even exists, but I would love to have copies. A box set of and I first off I love that you almost said VHS you almost I, I know. VHS <laughs> yeah. for our younger <laughs> listeners back in the day I have a beta set of uh, <gasps> no uh, lo- yeah VHS was like the cassette tapes of video but I would love to find or see if there's a box set or something of V the final battle remember the TV series yes v? oh I love V very much. I'm pretty sure there was um I don't know I mean, if, if I could find that I'm I would. not sure if they've if it's been I think that came out with like almost uh several almost in the style of VHS of being several volumes in one box rather than nowadays you just get one yeah. big box and those are discs in it don't you uh like a lot of the re-release stuff I I'm sure that is out there it might be worthing worth worthing might be worth looking worthing. for like a blu-ray um Remastered, so there should be something like that. Oh yeah, somewhere. If anyone out there knows, mm. because it ha- look V the final battle was a real, because that's when I first fell in love with Robert Englund, oh, who is yes. my eternal crush. I've realized that I date men that look like him. He has influenced <laughs> me more than I ever. And he was first in V the well, he was in other stuff, but when I first saw him was V the final yeah, battle. Yeah, same, same, same. Yeah, Freddy, Freddy Krueger, mm, Nightmare on Elm Kruger, Street. Yeah. Um, so he's been with me all my life. So, And I didn't even realize they were the same person until much later in my life. So mm. if anyone knows if there is a remastered you know, DVD set somewhere of V the Final Battle, please let me know because that would be that would be the ultimate thing that I yeah, would love to own. Definitely. That would be one that... Cause I, 
Oh, I'd love to watch it again and again. Yeah. For sure. Well, funny enough, it just goes to show, isn't it, that we take streaming for granted because I'm watching The Last of Us at the moment. And we've watched quite a few different shows at the moment. But weirdly, there's one show that's not come over to the UK yet, a horror TV show, and it's the and I don't know why. It must be something to do with rights, but it's and it's 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 finished and they're on to the second part of it now, which is the Anne Rice interview with a vampire remake. And weirdly, it's not come out in the UK and you can't get hold of it. I guess unless perhaps if you do something naughty and pirate it, I suppose. But um, yeah, on any streaming platform, it re- really straight. And I don't think it's had a commercial release either. Um, which so they I- remade Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, so they remade that? Uh, AMC, as in the Walking Dead channel, uh, have mm-hmm. done a TV sh- series of Interview the oh. Vampire. So I think it's a, I think it's six or eight parts. So they've done Interview the Vampire. Then they're doing one of the books I don't know, which is the one about witches. Then I guess they'll go back and do Lestat, which is the second book, but it's the prequel. And then Queen of the Damned. And so the, it's they, they acquired the rights before she died. They acquired the rights. And it was kind of, it was slightly delayed because of the pandemic. So we, we were, were a little bit late, yeah. but it, and it, I think when the trailer came out, people were a little bit like, oh, because they'd moved it from, uh, when was it set? Uh, not 1700s, it's like maybe 1800s, isn't it? They moved it to the 1930s, the, the, the initial set stuff with Louis, which yeah. was a bit like, oh, that's a bit weird. And, uh, and uh, Cla- Claudia? Is it Claudia? It is the little girl. Is it, Cla- it is Claudia, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is slightly older than um, than perhaps the the girl in the in the film was. Um, yeah, who's they probably a very... want to sexualize her a bit more. That's what's going on. They want to be a hot bit. preteen or I th- something. I think it's yeah, also yeah. such a famous actress that does it in the movie. Who I love. She's in Drop Dead Gorgeous and Spider Man and everything. Her name's gone out my head. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think it, it, it's probably more to do with the practicality of shooting, I would imagine, with ha- trouble having a little girl in so many scenes for a series is quite hard, I would imagine. So it's probably... But anyway, yeah. it looks really... It, having said that, it looks really good. Ooh. So I'm very excited, but it's still not come to the UK yet. But um, well, why I bring we that want up... It. We yeah, want we it. We want it because... It, so I always think, you know, we've talked about Dracula in 1992 on here. And then Interview the Vampire, the movie in 94, you know, reinforced the the love of vampires. But the movie we're going to be talking about today. (laughs) Look at me for my segues. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're so good. You're so good. I'm so proud of myself. Like you're a professional at this. It's like you're a professional. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, yes. Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, It is... The 1987 movie, The Lost Boys. The film that made vampires oh. cool again. Not that they were never not cool, but they weren't sexy and they weren't rock and roll, were they? Up to that point. No. The, no. You know, yeah. Most most yeah. vampire films have been remakes of the, the Dracula story, and much as I love uh, the Frank Langella uh, 79 version and the, oh, what's his name? The, the BBC version, the TV show from 77, uh, obviously Christopher Lee and Bela Lugosi, uh, there wasn't that many uh, cool movies about vampires. And then suddenly, no. like a big breath of fresh air, the Lost Boys stormed into our psyche in 1987. Oh, now, to say I love this movie is a small understatement. Did you see it back in the day, Alison? Or did you, have you watched, when did you first see it? 
Okay, so I absolutely saw it. I mean, back in the day, mm. yes. I do, I didn't see it in the theater. I did see it um, when it went out on VHS. Right. Um, but it, uh, I mean, it's a monumental one. I think it touches the hearts of all of us. Yeah, uh, it really does. Because there were so many vampires you could you could have a crush on. Yeah. I mean, the, the vampires that were in that. I mean, also I wanted to be Star. What's your <gasps> yeah, name? Star. star. I wanted to be star. I wanted to be a hot girl vampire, mm. or I wanted to be just um, one of the uh, bitten by a vampire. Mm. I, mean, I fell in love with Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with Kiefer. I, I, in fact, when I still ke- see Kiefer, I just always think of him as as the vampire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. That's it's forever. very forever. very hard to look at anybody from this film in any other role and not think about them from The Lost Boys. More or less impossible, yeah. I think. Because it's buddy so from uh, I should look up names. I should look up names before I'm like you know, buddy. But one of the va- was from Bill and Ted's. Yes, Bill yes, and Ted's he, uh, yes, yes, he is indeed. Uh, uh, Alex Winter, Alex Winter from yes! uh, from Bill and Ted. It was because it's you have didn't even dawn no, on me. It's yeah. the first time, but I still I still look at him and go, oh my god, Lost Boys hair extensions, Lost Boys. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, well. It's such a cast, isn't it? So let's go. That's it's hard to it's hard to talk about this yeah. movie without realizing I can't quite put it into words because it is a special movie to me as well. I was probably about sixteen when I saw this. I saw it at the cinema, and because of it's set in the fictional town of Santa Cruz, isn't it? Uh, is it Cruz? Yeah. Uh, as opposed to Santa Carla or Santa Barbara, I think it's shot in Santa Carla. Am I saying this right? Um, uh, the the it's fun fair on the seafront. Now, in down where I come from, yeah. the South Coast, there was a fun fair on the seafront. So, when I was watching the movie, uh, I think particularly with American films, you'd, you'd always mention. I love things like say say Greece, um, but you know the American school system was very different to the UK one. So it wasn't like something yeah. you'd go, oh, that's really relatable. And for, I think that was kind of why, and because I was a teenager, and I was getting quite gothic in my mid-teens, um, as all true Elvira fans are. Um, uh, th- this hit me like right in the face, and because the uh, it's because it's a young, sexy cast. It's a, a brilliant cast. It also has incredible score. Uh, one, I think, the biggest selling points about it is the is the music from the film, and I think possibly outside of a musical, it's my favorite score of any film of any time. Uh, I own the soundtrack. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's just same, like so same, many songs. So many same songs. So many songs. Um, yeah. Cry Little Sister, which encompasses cry, the yes. movie that. Cry Little Sister, I think, and uh, what's the other one? That was written for the movie. And Lost in the Shadows is also written film. A lot of them are covers of other things. People are Strange, uh, covered by Echo and the Bunnyman. Um, yeah. And yeah, Lost in the Shadows and Cry Little Sister, I think the two that are written specifically for the film. But weirdly, I probably my two favorites i think um and people are strangers just a yeah. glorious just a brilliant Lost in the shadows is that when they're doing the motorbike race yes i think they, it is that it's, place it's, when they're doing the motorbike race yeah. yeah so yeah. just to talk about the film slightly uh if you haven't seen it why not uh but but also where have you been I, i'm yeah. also super jealous that's what i always say to anybody that hasn't seen things like i don't know carry on or absolutely fabulous or whatever i go like well that's amazing because you get to see it for the very first time uh, so it involved the plot revolves around uh, Michael and Sam, two boys, and their mother, uh, who's just got divorced, moving back in with grandpa in Santa Cruz. And um, 
they all meet different people in the town. Uh, the mother uh, meet, uh, goes gets a part-time job in the video store, yes, the video store, uh, run by Max, who is uh, Edward Herman, who is the father or the grandfather in the Gilmore Girls. And it's taken me five complete circuits of the Gilmore Girls to kind of just about banish the memory of him in Lost Boys because he's, you know, he that's who he is to me. He's Max in the Lost Boys. Uh, J- Jason Patrick as Michael and uh, the, oh, the very much Miss Corey Hayne as uh, Sam. And I think... Diane Weist as the mother is probably the most, uh, not underrated, but I she's the linchpin for me for this movie. So I thought she was such a cool yeah. mum. The scary thing is she's probably about 35 at the time. Um, I look at her now and go, God, you look so young. Um, but if you, you know, she's in Practical Magic. She's in a lot of films, but, um, but she's so, she's just so real in it that you kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you, kind of respect her but you kind of you're thinking god I wish I wish that was my mum um Corey Hames as Sam goes off and meets uh, the two boys that work in the local uh, comic strip uh, comic book store uh the Frog Brothers who are kind of like these Rambo dressed uh, sort of uh, boys that are, uh, who tell him that the uh, the town is overrun by vampires. He doesn't uh, believe them. Of course, one of the frog boys is, is uh, uh, Corey Feldman, who is Feldman. <laughs> he's just an icon. I will get to Corey in a little bit. Um, and Michael meets a lovely girl called Star. Uh, who's gorgeous? Who apparently wasn't the first. I it was written for a, a girl with blonde pixie cut hair and uh, uh, Jason Patrick, who plays uh, Michael, suggested um, Jamie, who who plays Star, and uh, and they rewrote the role for her, which I think is very lovely because yeah, I can't think of anybody else playing that role now. But yeah, she introduces brunette. a brunette, brunette, sexy brunette. Um, and that was the first. And me as a child, being a brunette, seeing that, I was like, oh, oh. "Pretty brunette." It's never brunettes. Never yeah. brunettes. Never yeah. brunettes, is it normally? Yeah. No, exactly. So, no. but she yeah. is seems to be under the hold of a local, very glamorous <laughs> gang of incredibly hot-looking guys, led by Keith the Southern as <sighs> David, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, well. My favourite, which is Billy Worth, who um, who's the, he's the brunette. Uh, he is uh, just stunning in that movie, and Alex Winter as so well. So pretty. And um, uh, oh, no, oh, and uh, Brooke McCarter, who plays Paul. I think that's right. If I got that right, yes. Uh, who's the blonde in it? I hope I've got that right there. Um, they they are probably the coolest vampires you're ever going to see. Um, I mean, yeah. When they yeah. Uh, the the movie was made for uh, eight to eight nine million ish, um, which is quite low budget for a big movie for Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers was not happy with all that casting, because at that point, believe it or not, none of those people were very famous at the time. This film made them megastars in the eighties. Um, but they said, well, you can either make it for like three times as much money, but you'll have to cast big names. Or if you want to keep that cast, you can only do it for eight million or whatever it was. So they kept to the guns, and of course, it works extremely well. So it kind of means there's not a lot of special effects, but you never notice this. Um, like no. there's when the vampires attack, uh, they usually attack by air. They're flying, but you never see them flying. However, because it's so cleverly done, you're seeing uh, reaction shots and probably a crane camera coming over. So you're seeing the POV of the vampires attacking the victims. It makes it a thousand times more scarier and more more stylish. Um, yeah, it's just 
gloriously done. The costume is amazing. You know, I think accidentally uh, Keith Sutherland invented the mullet by having wanted Billy Idol hair, but he bleached it for the role. Yeah. But he told the barber apparently to keep it short on top and short on the sides, but or maybe keep it on the back so he wanted us all to have long hair. They invented the mullet. I think the mullet was around already, but it certainly reinforced it, to say the least. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's hard. To, that's there, there, So there we go. If you've not seen the movie, that's kind of a, a breadth of it. It's, it's a bit like Wizard of Oz or Some Like It Hot or one of those movies you go, how can you not have seen this movie? But it maybe that's a generational thing. But uh, if you haven't seen it, oh my gosh, you're going to love it. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, uh, it's, and again, the score, I think, is just incredible. Um, and it meant a lot to me back then. It kind of spoke to me because there is quite a lot of homoerotic sort of overtones with the, you know, come, Michael, come join us, Michael. Michael, come. And it's a bit like, okay, okay, I'll, I, I would be part of that gang in a heartbeat. How about you, Alison? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Even, and it's funny that you said, you know, the, the undertones because if you, I was reading of it, even Sam, the younger brother, Corey Haim, yeah. his character, they never really address it, but he is. Um, He's quite flamboyant, isn't he? Yes, yeah. Very flamboyant. And in fact, at Mm. one point, there's a big, is it a poster? Who is it of? It's of, uh, because it's a Schumacher. Oh, uh, someone from another film. Which which star is it? But anyway, there's a big poster of a boy in his room. So there was always kind of an undertone kind of, you know, um, they say gay gay vibes throughout it, which I love. It really is. Also, for that time period, it was actually one of the first kind of movies in that area that addressed divorce. Yes, the movie very eighties thing, off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, the movie starts off her chatting with her, or um, the mom chatting with her father, saying like, "Well, no, I wasn't going to fight him for more money." Da-da. So we mm. hear the discussion of the divorce, and and divorce wasn't really a thing that was really being uh, put into major. No motion pictures at that time so this movie actually for the times was really making a lot of like statements about society and the changes in society and and just accepting it as a part of life and moving on like it, it was really interesting mm. so i i really liked no i really liked those very two true things. I, yep. I remember being at school at the time and i was one of the few people that had a mom and dad Everybody else was like every, me and my best friend had our own parents. Everybody else was divorced. Parents were divorced. Yeah, there was a big surge where all of a sudden a lot of couples went, I, "We're not happy." Uh, so there was a huge divorce movement at that time. But again, it was kind of like a "Don't talk about it." Like there was all this like, "Oh, people yeah, are getting, but exactly. we don't talk about it." Now it's like. You know, let's be honest. There's divorce cards out there. Congratulations, you got divorced. Congra- you know, when people yeah, are exactly. throwing divorce parties. It's so normal now, isn't it's it? It's a but different world. It wasn't a dirty but world back, back then, then, but it was, it was quite. It was quite. It wasn't so much a dirty thing, but it was very much a new, new thing. It was very much a. It, yeah. it was it yeah, taken yeah, yeah. taken the public on mass. I think that you could. You don't have to be stuck in a marriage if it's not working out. But there ha- still has ramifications yeah. with children which is what you see here now the title is the lost boys obviously and that i presumed it was just like a riff on peter pan but apparently no no that's it was written as what if peter pan was a vampire and his gang of lost boys uh would be his gang and i was like i didn't realize it's that literal so it was originally conceived as that that it's peter pan there was in mid 80s a lot of peter pan movies in the working only only out of all those movies in uh uh sort of pre-production uh, only hook is the one that got made 
but uh, there was lots of different people trying to make Peter Pan movies. And this was their, this two writers version of it. Um, the only thing it doesn't have is the, the Wendy character in, in it as such. Um, uh, but um, that they have the two boys and they meet the Frog Brothers. But it was also written to be all the age of about 11 or 12. So I think Richard Dahmer, as in like Superman, uh, um, was supposed to do it originally. He, because it was taking too long to make, he'd passed on it and moved on from there and ended up with, after a few different people, with Joel Schumacher, as in, you know, Batman, Joel Schumacher. And it was pitched him as the Goonies, but with vampires, which he was a bit like, Ugh, I don't know if I can want to do that. Um, but I think yeah. he was waiting for a meeting to one day and he to say yes to it. And apparently he, he while he was waiting for the meeting, he said, well, what if we change it to older teenagers? That'd be much more exciting if it's kind of like 18, 19 year olds, obviously being played by 20 year olds. But um, and that's what sure. happened. Basically, that's what happened. And that's how it came about. And I think that's I think, yes, you could have a little ki- not a, ki- a kiddie vampire show because you've got the Monster Squad around that time. I do remember the Monster Squad, which is like the, the gang. Of, like I the, do remember the, the Monster Squad. The yeah. Goonie cut characters that are fighting the classic Universal monsters, which I, which I do like, but it's... Of course. You, you don't really have the same depth as you get with Lost Boys. Um, but by, yeah. I had... So obviously, that means Keith Sutton is playing Peter Pan. How weird is that? Um, but it kind of makes a lot of sense because, you know, if you... If you go to Never Neverland, you live forever. And I was like, oh my God, I've never quite got the analogy quite as on the nose as that until I started researching it. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Also, though, very smart because look at with the way that Lost Boys is, you get that younger. Because I was younger and I loved it, right? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, if you're, yeah, you look up. Yeah, I always think like, don't make it for kids of that age make it for older and because you'll be more aspired to be that you know you you know younger kids will watch it um if it's if it's older teenagers rather than the other way around i think they don't want to patronize as much especially that can you imagine the schmaltzy yes. mid 80s american americana movies would be a bit too much i love spielberg if you're not spielberg it can get a little bit schmaltzy so um i think yeah. that's that's perfectly and fine you'd lose- You'd lose the adults if we had done it as if it was released like Goonies or like Monster Squad. You would lose, but th- this movie is perfect for adults, yeah. for teens, for preteens. Like uh, to me, across the board, it yeah. like everyone can get into it for for one reason or another. Um, I had some interesting facts about the yes. movie. Do you want to know? Yes, yes, go ahead, darling. Okay, you may know this, but Michael, so Jason's character, Michael, mm-hmm. the the name Michael is said a hundred and eighteen times. <laughs> In the movie, I did stumble across and if you a YouTube. Think about it. Yeah, I came across a YouTube video where it's, it, it was just the title of the YouTube video was like. I found every, it every time they say Michael in the movie, and I was like, I won't watch that now. I'll watch it later on because it might ruin it for me. But I want to give it, so I'm going to give it to our producer, <laughs> lovely Nathan, uh, so he can like maybe link it in or something. So you could because literally it's just like Michael, 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 Michael. Like it's the name Michael is said 118 times. Wow. Uh, also, Kiefer Sutherland, right, one of our main stars had the fewest lines in the movie. You wouldn't even notice it, but they made him speak the least because they thought it was the most effective then ah. when he did speak. You'll notice all the focus is on Kiefer. The lines are very clearly. Yeah, that's he true. doesn't have a lot of dialogue. He does a lot of like to to person yeah, to ca- like it's a massive very, presence. In so the movie. he had, 
Yeah, least lines, strongest presence, which I thought was a very uh, lovely stylistic choice. Um, Lost Boys, of course, we had the two Corys, as we mentioned before, Feldman and Haim. This is where the gentlemen met and became oh. friends and then went on to do the movies, Dream a Little Dream, yada, yada, their, yeah. other, their other films. So Lost Boys is where these two Lost Boys met. Isn't that are. sweet, they I thought? Mm-hmm. Um... The Sax Man, okay, so The Saxophone yes. Man, which to me is, if you've not watched it, you've seen yeah. probably the clip of this greased up sexy saxophone man mm-hmm. who is playing, this is where uh, Michael first sees Star, mm-hmm. she's dancing around, it's an outdoor late at night concert, <laughs> and the Sax Man is a greased up, like buff, he, and he's playing the saxophone, I still, I don't know if I can sing it, I yeah. probably can't because it'll be copyright, yeah. but uh, I still he, believe, isn't it? it it's iconic, it. I still believe, yeah, it's, it's, it's even more iconic at the moment, because I keep on seeing it on social media quite a lot, that if, it's everyone a meme. Talk, yeah, yeah, you people talk about him a lot. Throw it in. His name was Tim Capello, he is a multi-instrumentalist, instrumentalist, who spent much of the 80s and 90s in a Tina Turner band, uh, thank you very much. And they said that during the recording of Lost Boys, whenever they did his scenes, people were like, how did you look so bad? He would do sit-ups and push-ups moments before his scene to, like, get the pump going so he had, like, full muscles. And he really looks Um, like that, doesn't he? It's it's not a costume. That's not a costume for the movie. That's what he wore on stage. That's kind of, that's his persona. (laughs) We we obviously didn't know who he was in the UK, but that is actually who he is in in real life. And he has become, if I wasn't gay before seeing that scene, I certainly was afterwards. Because <laughs> he is hot. He is He's hot. hot. He's hot. He's hot. Yeah. If he... It's and guys. Erotic. This started um, my obsession with a guy with long hair. This movie is literally the reason I like like you know biker guys with long hair. It... Oh my god! Maybe that's why I like because I like hair on a man. Mm. I, I do. I like long hair. Yeah. I like unkept oh, wild oh, long hair. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. When it's when spring comes oh, around every Jason year. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Every year when the spring I could watch hair. Jason Momoa put his hair into a scrunchie every <laughs> single day of my life and never get bored of it. It's the hottest thing I've ever seen. Taking a scrunchie off his wrist and putting it. Yeah, oh, Jason Momoa, show me that crazy hair. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Mm. Mm, man with a scrunchie makes it sexy. I know I'm not the only one. Go Google no, Jason Momoa with a scrunchie. No, I'm there. Mm. I, no, I agree. I agree. It's... It's just the scrunchy bit. Super hot. <laughs> I know. It's a scrunchy. It's ridiculous. Um, my last interesting fact about this, this was Joel Schumacher's, this is only his fourth film that he ever mm. made. Yes, it's very fourth early on. Fourth film and iconic has lasted yeah. over the years. I think stands the test of time. Yes. Um, yeah, I just, those were my those were my big interesting facts that I found out about that. Oh, oh, no, mm-hmm. I got one more. I got one more. What is that? I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Did you know there have been two sequels to The Lost Boys? Actually, yes. They're, they're, they're on a shelf behind me somewhere. Um, they're not the best d- of, of films. No, I, they're um, awful. They got yeah. horrible reviews. But I didn't even know it. The Lost Boys, no. The Tribe, and The Lost Boys, The Thirst. That's right, yes. Were both del- released directly to DVD. Yeah. They are behind, they're, they're, they're behind they're, Buddy they're, right yeah, now. They're somewhere <laughs> on the shelf up there because I think the box the set... The only two ever purchased. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was very excited about it. I think I got the box set. Uh, they were very much d- straight to DVD type of movies uh, in that early... Mm-hmm. And probably slightly in, in that era before you could make films cheaply well 
you know, trying to. Pre- yeah. I always say pre twenty eight days later, where you could suddenly shoot on videotape and make it make a big film for a lot less money. Uh, I think it was in that bit of a no man's land of uh, uh, I think early noughties I think came out, but it does. So both have Corey Feldman in it. I think only one has Corey Haynes in it. I think. Um, <laughs> Even Hayne was like, "I'm yeah. I'm out of here." Feldman's it, like, "I'm holding on." Yeah, it's more I'm about holding the, on. It's yeah. more about the Frog Brothers, I think, than the rest of them. Because because obviously, there was supposed to be a big sequel. Um, apparently, Joe Schumacher p- pitched the um, the Lost Girls. He wanted to make that movie. Yes, that was never picked up on. Um, so that was in pre-production hell for of course a long time. it wasn't again we're again. neglected I'm just saying mm. the lost girls now's the time to make that yeah, movie yeah I think so now's well, the time to make so that movie there is supposed to be a remake in, in the works uh, and also a TV series uh, both seem to be again I think a lot of things have been a bit lost with the pandemic um, but it is I think it still will happen It's it seems to be gearing up again now I don't mind the idea of it particularly because it's a new generation it'll be a new film for a new generation uh, and yeah. it always uplifts the original anyway I don't mind the idea of it particularly uh, because they've because I think there's been the other two sequels I think it's like well I, I, you know do your worst <laughs> it doesn't matter, doesn't yeah. matter. We, the first two have already yeah, yeah. You, you know, and I think now I mean look girl empowerment it is the you yeah know, who runs girls the world? Be, it is time girls, yeah, yeah. I, I think you, you can yeah. really see the influence on Buffy the Vampire Slayer here particularly the TV show version uh, with you know that and a mixture of Interview with the Vampire but you really really see the influence of Buffy particularly with Kitha Sutherland's David and Spike um, um, in Buffy the, the main, yeah. main oh I never even thought mm. of that but apparently, yes? apparently it's based <gasps> on David and Lost Boys but and it's it's certainly uh, I, I think a, a lot of that teen vampire stuff you wouldn't get if it wasn't for Lost Boys because uh, at that point vampires were very much more uh, adult you know adult looking and kind of like older um so yeah i think you get a lot with that i would i, I would absolutely uh i would i wouldn't mind a, a remake i don't think uh but it would be interesting to see how they just make you know just do it but make it your own and just be big and bold with it i think i can cope with it then you're never going to be as good but you can try that's all i'm saying good luck to you now- Exactly, I, but I get I get agitated. We've talked about this before. Mm. I get annoyed that they're keeping remakes of the horror movies. You know, come on, is anyone remaking any of the dramatic? But no, they go right to the horrors, yeah. which upsets me because I feel like there's a real lack of respect. So what I would like to see is is a secondary. Let's let's continue it on, or let's do a prequel, or let's yes, you know, let's find true. out the life of David before yeah. he. You know, let's not ruin a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing as it is. What we want is more. Of it, we don't need it remade. We want more of it. <laughs> That's what I want Definitely. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, yeah. yes, if you if you don't um, want to watch the the TC. By the way, I so I've talked about this before about the various horror conventions I've done. I have done two conventions with uh, two of the Lost Boys cast. Uh, one being the one and only Corey Feldman, which I think was probably the last ah! one that it did before the pandemic. And he is everything you would wish him to be. Uh, he is, um, I'm glad he's having such a renaissance at the moment. He, uh, he's he been discovered by a new generation suddenly. Uh, I was watching a great interview with him uh, on Drew Barrymore's show 
and uh, another one uh, online as well, but another podcast show. Uh, so they, he's literally just been discovered. He, I always think of him now being more, he's kind of more like a rock star than a movie star. Well, he's trying to be. Have you yeah. listened to any of his music? Have you seen some of his live? No, I, I My have boyfriend. Is it any good? <laughs> I still I don't I, I don't care if it is I because I, 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 I think he I think he's he's uh, he is he certainly has meeting him in real I don't think there's a photograph of us together because I think I was probably going off to interview somebody but I uh, wish kind of we did but he had a big entourage with him um, yep. which I'd never seen on the convention circuit before um, group of girls it's usually girls a lot yeah, of girls in his entourage yes there was there's a very lovely English girl with him and yeah. uh, and uh, yeah. what I thought was his agent turned out to be his wife and a <laughs> same um, thing actually she is his agent and his wife yeah, who's <laughs> very glamorous oh my goodness she like she was very glamorous and uh, and a, a security security girl which is about the size of the Incredible Hulk, he was huge, but they were very fun. I mean, by the way, they weren't you know, it wasn't they weren't really up himself at all. They were very, I think, just because you know he's used to those sort of circuit and it kind of adds to the mystique. I think I was fascinated by him, absolutely fascinated. Um, and I feel very, um, the horrible things that happened to the two Corys uh, under making these, not Lost Boys, but earlier on in their careers, uh, some of the, the bad things that's happened, I feel very um, angry about that. And, uh, and I'm sure. glad he's been brave enough to talk about it a lot and expose things because it's it's horrible that a lot of those things happened to him and, and, other, and those are the ones we know about, but it can obviously, I think it led to um, the, the Corey Haynes... Um, passing away addictions and passing away which was just 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 horrible but so i'm great he's a very brave man i think and i'm glad he's getting the recognition yeah. he has and uh part of my teenage uh fantasy came true was i did a convention with billy worth as well who who plays the brunette vampire in part of the gang he doesn't have many lines but he in the film but he's so, he's so beautiful and he beautiful. was the sweetest guy I've ever met doing any conventions. He, I bet she was. He's like, yeah, I'm the vampire that everyone doesn't know the name, but yeah, I was in it. Remember looks, me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's made a few other films that we probably don't know over here so much, but he has done a few other things. But he was a model, I think, when he primarily when he when he did Lost Boys. Um, but he was so zen and so so cool, just so cool. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but that was a real that was a really lovely moment meeting Billy. And they funny the same year, which I think this is all in two thousand nineteen, they did a big Lost Boys convention over here. Or a, a big well, a big convent a, a big appearance at a convention over here where uh, Keith Sutherland was there as well. And it, it was mostly all the surviving uh, uh, male cast and you know, because they have this big photo opportunity. I've never kicked myself so much for go- going to a convention, going like if I'd known that was happening, I think I saw it after the fact. I was like, Oh, I wish I'd been there. That would have been amazing. But yes, Billy was just magical. Yeah, very magical. I think that's why it's it's if you if you're coming to this for the first time, great, fantastic, you get to see it for the first time. I think you appreciate it. It is very eighties, but it's still kind of quite timeless in a weird way. I think so. I think, I think the only so it's thing, timeless. The yep. anything that's yep. really dated is probably Corey's um the young brother's uh wardrobe is very eighties. Everybody else kind of looks more rock and roll than it could be now. Um I uh, yeah. I think it's timeless. Yeah, but we're back to the point where eighties and nineties fashion has come round again, right? Totally. It's cyclical. So I think now if even you were to watch it, I I don't think 
I think people would just accept it and be able to take it in, right? Yes. Like I, I, I really agree. do. I think the younger generation would be like, oh yeah, he's wearing a lot of pastels. I wore pastels last year because yeah, that's what society true. told us to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fashion is cyclical, everyone. It really is. So yes, that's yeah. me gushing a lot about a film, which is, so excuse the gush, but it is, uh, I've forgotten how much I love this movie. It happens every so often. Oh. I'll, I'll stumble, particularly for this show or even for movie nightmares um, sometimes it's uh, for the, the TV thing I do but it's I will come across something which I've forgotten how important it was to me like say Rocky Horror I remember yeah. after the pandemic I went, some friends yeah. were in the, in the show the Rocky Horror show came to town and because everywhere had COVID uh, all my mates were on for the leads I went oh I'll come and see you and I'd, I'd forgotten how important that musical was to me and that brought me into theatre and into show business in 1985 at the age of like 15 it yeah. literally propelled me into uh into the industry i've seen it a million times i'd kind of left it behind me a little bit now but i'd forgotten how important it was to me uh and i hosted the little mm -hmm. of horrors on my show um the i hosted the original black and white version because um but and then i was involved with the, the touring production uh, of the musical a few years ago and again just forgotten how important and lost boys is up there with that with those movies of the 80s really seminal to me um so i i hope i hope if you discover it for the first time you'll love it as much as i do is it very important to you alison Absolutely. I mean, like you said, I think it is one of those movies that for that time period, I mean, it is because it was such a good blend of horror and romance and, and teen yes. angst. And yes. it, it was it was just such a good blend of all of it that I think it. Yeah, I just I still like to think that that teens would fall in love with it like we did. I, I want to think if there's an adult out there who's going to watch it for the first time. I mean, if nothing else, just to see a baby faced Kiefer Sutherland yeah. like <laughs> It's so wild. You're yeah. like, wow, look at you little babies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, as far as family horror movies go, I think this is one of them. I think, I think it, it just, mm. I think it's a, it, it's a multi-generation kind of yeah. one. Like I really think, yeah. It's it fun. It's funny. It's scary. It's so cool. It's, um, it's got a great musical score. It's, it's, it touches every base. I think really it's much more than just a horror movie. I think that's why I like it. It's more yeah. than just a horror movie. Yeah. Yes, it's about vampires as much as Buffy is about vampires. Uh, so it, it has so much more going for it. If so, I think you will really enjoy it. So I suppose, Alison, we should decide wh where in the motel we will put the Lost Boys. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Where would you think? Well, I've, I've been thinking about it. I've been mm. thinking about it. And I think, uh, I mean, I was like, oh, where am I? And then it just struck me. I was like, well, where? I mean... They're vampires. They don't want any sunlight. Technically, maybe some people would think the attic. No, 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 no. I want to put them in our unfinished basement in yes. the motel. We do have a basement. It's not basement. finished. A lot of North American Canadian basements are finished. This one is a traditional, just like a cellar, almost like a cave, dirt floors, which is why I thought, I think they would feel the most comfortable in that there's no windows. No windows. So I am checking the Lost Boys into our unfinished basement at the hotel, stored away with all the extra broken chairs or <laughs> peed on exactly. chairs from children <laughs> that have been in the dining room from years past and all the broken furniture and bits and pieces that we don't know what to do with that are down there. That is where I check them in just so they'd feel the most comfortable. There's no sunlight. Don't worry about wrecking anything, boys. That is where I would put them. Oh, definitely. Yes, down in the basement with the pool table. I think with a big doors 
poster on the wall, massive Who Doors, Doors poster on the wall. Um, uh, rock and roll, re- like in a basement in a rec room kind of way. Yeah, I agree. I think it definitely should yes. go in the basement. And you know, I'm gonna yeah. I, with all those sexy vampires. You know where to find me every week, darlings. I'll be down in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I God. think I think that's probably. I could go on hours about this movie. It just makes me smile. It makes me very happy. Uh, and aroused at the same time. So what more do you need for a movie? Uh, so guys, don't forget yeah. to check out our Patreon, which is brand new. The link is in the bio. So from me, Bunny Galore, the queen of the cult movies, I will see you next time. And Alison, I will see you very soon. I can't wait. See you all again soon.